0: So John, we are back here in your backyard. It's sunny. It's beautiful. The next door neighbors just stopped mowing, so you can hear the birds
1: chirping in the air. And we are here with uh, one of our great friends and partners, Vicky Finney. Vicky, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So, Vicky, what you know, what we've done and we've accomplished, and sometimes you know, really trying to get things in alignment with not only kind of our own personal goals, but this. You know, Lance Wallnau talks about this place of convergence, right? We talk about personal convergence, but also convergence with what we're really, you know, called and equipped to do in the marketplace. Because that's a big focus of what we're talking about here. How do we bring the kingdom? The kingdom's actually already here. How do we actually reveal it and grow it and be part of it in the marketplace? And, you know, just real quick, because I really want to get into your personal story. Your company is Marketplace Rock. I'd love for you to just share a little bit about, you know, what you and your team do at Marketplace Rock.
2: Okay, so um, we are a prayer ministry. We pray with and for business owners and people who are not necessarily business owners for their companies. And a component of that is the prophetic. And it is our heart's desire is to be able to help business owners know that they're hearing from God confirm what they're hearing from God and be able to walk in what God has called them to walk in the fullness of what God's created them to walk in. We have calls with our clients and Diane who works with me, she and I do most of the calls together and through the calls, we kind of find out what's going on in people's lives to figure out what their prayer requests are going to be. And then we actually start seeking the Lord on those specific prayer requests. And then we take time to actually listen to what God is saying. To hear, Because he doesn't always want to talk about what we think he wants to talk about. He doesn't always want to discuss our prayer requests that we think are the number one priority in our lives. Sometimes he's got something else he needs to do in us before he can answer those prayers. And so what we do is we will sit and listen. Um, and there's three people on our team, that, a minimum of three people on our team, that will sit and listen for what God is saying. And then we present what we are hearing from God in the form of a report and the clients get to read through that report and see what God's saying to them, and then they get to interpret it and see how it ties in with their life. And like with anything, when people are hearing from God, we don't get the full story, we don't have all the details, but usually the client knows what it's about, sometimes more than what we know what it's about.
0: Well, Vicky, one story that I've mentioned a number of times when we were advertising for you, as we've advertised for you over the last couple of years, is you described a dog, and it was one of our dogs who was elderly and about to go through some some uh, health challenges. And we ended up having to put i mean, he was like, I think, 15 years old when we put him down. And so you just to kind of described that, and it was like, okay, something's going on with Scrappy. We need to start taking a look at it. And sure enough, and and then with John— I asked your permission to, to talk about this before the broadcast, but Vicki, you said something specifically about John and Donna's marriage. Mm-hmm. Describe that.
2: Well, it, we had been hearing some messages on John and Donna for a while. We knew that God was trying to say something important. And one of the other intercessors actually made the comment that, that the two of you need to talk more, that you need to honor each other, especially John honoring Donna, because she had always been seen as his caretaker. And there was more to their relationship than that role in her life, and she was going through transition, and so that was what God started talking to us about, and we put it in one of the reports, and it really hit home with John.
0: Yeah. So John, describe describe that for the listeners of what was going on and what's happened since, because it's it's been a cool journey.
1: Well, yeah. It's well, you know, and one of the things I remember from my conversation with you, Vicki and Diane, was. My recollection is that kind of, you know, as goes kind of the health of your marriage and relationship, so goes everything else. Yeah. Right. And this is, you know, this is important. And through this and talking with Donna, like, you know, I shared it with her. She read what you guys wrote. And what we realized was, is, you know, for the two years I was in the hospital recovering from my accident, she was completely in that caregiver role. Mm -hmm. She'd moved out of being the wife, best Mm -hmm. friend, lover role. Right. To caregiver. And we had actually kind of stayed in those roles. And that's kind of how we treated each other, right? Like she was almost treating me with kid gloves. And I was almost treating her as somebody who was my you know, assistant and helper versus partner. Right. And what happened is, is she got busy being a grandma and a mom and just everything else. And I was getting busier and busier with what I was doing, actually It was starting to create some tension. And we were just, I wouldn't say we we had drifted apart, but we were just kind of just starting to, right? Not in a healthy way. But it was that moment that actually brought everything back together. And I would tell you that today, we were just talking last night, doing our Bible study before we go to bed. Like, our relationship has never been better. We walk around holding hands. We were actually walking into a place the other day. We were down in Florida a couple weeks, you know, a month ago. Mm -hmm. And somebody yells, uh, some guys that are sitting around at like an outdoor cafe, This older guy goes, get a room, because I had my arm around her and I gave her a kiss. He goes, when did you guys start dating? I said, we've been married 30 years. He goes, oh, my word. Do not let my wife hear you say that. (laughs) Right? So I got to tell you, but, you know, just as an example, and I could tell you, I could tell the audience so many more. And and I can vouch for it, too, having seen you guys since
0: that report that Vicky said. And you kind of confirming that mm-hmm. I've watched you two, and I've I've interacted with you two. I've been over here at the house and just seen just the way in which you are. Just Happy bro, you two are you two are into each other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> baby.
1: It's good to be married to your best friend. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I mean that was a huge gift, right? Because I think without somebody there praying into it, because you I mean it's not like you're observing. Like you don't no. hang out with us, no. right? Uh-uh. This is something God revealed to you. And yeah. I think that's even more powerful. But I think without that, I don't think it would have led to anything, it, even in the zip code of divorce. But I think just leaving into a place of conflict, tension, discontent, you know, where a lot of marriages get to, right? Donna sure. and I have been there in the past. It's no fun. Sure. And I could share a whole bunch of stories, too, where the same things have really been critical decisions I had to make in what we're, what we're building through beyond influence, things we're doing with eternal leadership and Steve started his own company, right? Turn media. I know for a fact, there's many, many inflection points that your input, your prayer has guided, not only Mm -hmm. created opportunities, but also guided very important decisions, Mm -hmm. Uh, strategy, personnel, you know, giving, you know, salary. I mean, all this stuff that's all real important, but you know, before we get deeper into that, too, I would love for you to maybe share a little bit about kind of who you are, your background, your experience, and kind of what led you to this passion of really developing, you know, your gift, gift of the prophetic, your passion for prayer and turning that toward how you're now serving others.
2: Yeah, I'd be happy to talk about that. So it was not a passion of mine. It wasn't even on my radar. And I'd been practicing architecture. I practiced it for about 17 years. And in that process, I was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is a form of cancer. And I could remember, I think through, I, I don't ever remember a time in my life when I didn't have a relationship with Jesus. I just always remember him being part of my life. I grew up in that kind of an environment and it was part of my world. But I had walked significantly away and thought, you know, he's just somebody you go to when you have a problem that you need a really fast answer to, you know, an emergency God was kind of what he had become to me. And in the process of being diagnosed with cancer, I can remember, you know, having this very brave face during the day when I was around everybody, but at night, it was overwhelming. And I remember lying in my bed one night and I started to cry And I thought, God, where are you? Why in the world would you let me get cancer? And he said, you're not going to die from this. Hmm. And I was like, what? And he says, you're not going to die from this, but you are going to have to fight harder than you've ever had to fight before. And I remember thinking, awesome, I'm not going to die from this. And that was all I remember about the exchange between the two of us. But through that process, he continued, and I knew he was talking to me, which was, I didn't realize when I was younger that God was trying to talk to me, that he was communicating with me. I had no idea that he was that personal and that involved in people's lives. But I knew through this process that he was starting to talk to me, and I knew he didn't want me doing architecture anymore. And I thought, that cannot be God. There is no way, after all this time and energy and effort and everything I've put on life and on hold in my life, that he would be telling me, I don't want you doing this. I haven't wanted you doing this. This was your choice. Ooh. I'll let you do it. Ooh. But this isn't where I want you. And I thought, that is not God. That can't be God. So I ignored it. Yeah. And I would go back to work. And I wasn't really healthy enough to be working um, full time because I had gone through cancer. I didn't have any other way to support myself. So I kept getting jobs and I would get fired because I was not healthy enough to be working. And I can remember God kept saying to me, how's this working out for you? How's architecture going? And I was angry and I was getting angrier about it because I thought, you really are telling me you don't want me doing this. So I had joined a group of people that were getting together and they were, um, they called it a soaking group. And it was a group of people that would get together. I don't even remember. It was one night during the week and they would play worship music and you could spend time either praying or studying God's word or, you know, just hanging out with other people who were looking for God's spirit, you know, hanging out with the yeah. Holy spirit. And my friend's name was Terry and he invited me to go to a conference. And at this conference he says, Hey, there's these two guys I want you to meet. They work at the Denver house of prayer. And I was like, what's that? And he said, you know, I need you to just meet him kind of thing. And I was like, okay. And so I'm standing there and he had pointed out where they were. And I'm standing there in this conference and we were doing worship time and I'm, you know, singing and, you know, praising God. And I hear very clearly, I need you to sit down. I was like, okay. So I sat down and God says, take out a piece of paper. Okay, so Dick got a piece of paper and he says, I need you to write a note to Craig. And at the time, Craig was the director at the um, Denver House of Prayer. He says, I want you to write these words. And you hadn't met
1: Craig yet, correct? I hadn't
2: actually met him. So I wrote on this piece of paper, Craig, I'd be happy to help with anything you need to need help with at Denver House of Prayer. And I thought, that so does not sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I wrote it on the piece of paper. I handed it to Craig. And within, I don't know, like 24 hours, they gave me a call. And we all met for coffee. And we talked and hung out. And I ended up helping them out at Denver House of Prayer uh, for a while. And during that time at the Denver House of Prayer was when, re- I I mean, God really started talking to me. He was, every time we'd go in, we'd start praying. There'd be worship music. And I'd be studying his word. I knew the thing. He was starting to talk to me about stuff about things He wanted me to do. And one of the things that really got to me was people would get up in front of everybody at the church or at um, the house of prayer and get on the microphone and they would pray for marriages. They would pray for families. They would pray for, um, or pray against abortion, you know, all the normal things that people, you know, pray for in front of other people. And I thought, why doesn't anybody get up and pray for business people? Cause that was my background mm-hmm. and it there was definitely like an almost an anger <laughs> rising up in me about this. And I can remember getting up on the microphone a couple of times because I'm not really comfortable doing things like that. But I got up on the microphone a couple of times and I said prayers for business people. And I didn't think anything more of it until one day, one of the ministries that we had gone and spoken to about the house of prayer to let people know that we were there for them, if they wanted to come and pray, was Amy Everett. She had been working for the National Day of Prayer as the state coordinator for the National Day of Prayer. And after I left the Denver House of Prayer, she contacted me and said, Hey, I have this idea for a business. I don't want to run it. I don't know what it looks like. If you're supposed to be part of it, God will show you. And I was like, okay, well, what is it? She says it's praying for businesses. And I was like, oh, Okay, I'm supposed to do that For a multitude of reasons I I thought, nope That really doesn't sound like me But I'm I'm walking through life, listening to God And for about eight months He had to hound me Day after day after day Relentlessly pursuing me, saying This is what I want you to do And me kept saying, yeah, I don't think that's something I really want to do That sounds hard I don't really know anything about prayer. I'm not, you know, some big, well-known prayer person that everybody would go to to get prayer from.
1: Oh, isn't this a natural response? You look at Moses, exactly, when he was called to go back to Egypt, and there are so many other examples, right? Sometimes that first, <laughs> we hear that first voice, and our first inclination is, "I'm not enough. Yeah, I'm not good enough. I'm not Absolutely. ready. Will people take me seriously? I'm not the quote expert."
2: Exactly. Right. I'm not this educated in really isn't in this. my field. Exactly. Well, coming out of architecture... Oh, this is way not even close to my field. Yeah. I mean, people in science and technology, as you know, they are not really interested in God. Many of them. You should
1: have created the prayer blueprint. <laughs> no, you would have been off and running.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I should have.
1: <laughs> here's so, my program. Here,
2: here's, the, here's the deal. Well, and I'm, I mean, I'm very much like you, having listened to the last podcast that you did. I like to have a plan. I like to have mm-hmm. things laid out in a specific order. Here's the next task. Here's the next task. I'm very task-oriented. And to walk into a situation where God is saying, I'm not going to give you a blueprint and I'm not going to give you a plan. You just have to trust me. Mm. That was very uncomfortable for me. Let's put it that way. But he did confirm to me that that's what he wanted me to do. And so over time, about eight months, he kept pursuing me and it was on a drive to move my parents out to California that he confirmed that this was what he wanted me to do. And even through the process of confirmation, I kept... You know, basically saying to him, "Are you sure? Am I really hearing you? I mean, this is crazy." And I can remember very
0: Gideon. Okay, I'm gonna stick this fleece out. Oh,
2: it's total fleece, total fleece.
0: And then then it's it's confirmed the next day. Okay, I need another confirmation. Are you
2: really sure, God? Oh, absolutely. And I did do that because I can remember riding the car. I was moving my parents from South Dakota back out to California, and I was in a car by myself and. I remember the Holy Spirit saying, this is really what I want you to do. And I was like, I'm not doing that. That's crazy. Crazy people do things like this. Everybody will think I'm crazy. I am not doing this. And I said, I don't even know how to do this. And the Holy Spirit spoke. And I know it was not an audible speaking, but I heard it very loudly in my head. But I do. As in, he does know how to do this. And I didn't need to know how to do it. And um, so I thought, okay, that sounded pretty pretty strong and pretty confirming. I guess I should probably at least consider it. And I said, all right, God, if you want me to do this, because I still don't believe it, I need you know, a couple more confirmations. So I was flying back on a flight home for a wedding from California. I was coming back for a wedding back to Denver. And I'm sitting on this airplane next to this uh, man from Cameroon, Africa. And he starts asking me, what do you do for a living? And all of a sudden all this stuff about I pray for business owners, their businesses, all this stuff starts coming out of my mouth that I could not even believe uh, that I was saying.
1: So and, you're sharing stuff that you were going to be doing versus yeah, what you I wasn't are doing. doing it. <laughs> <It's Yeah>. Nice.
2: <laughs> and I remember afterwards I kind of sat there looking out the window of the airplane, going, Lord Jesus, what just happened? And I heard the Holy Spirit say, You're speaking things that are not as though they are. This is my plan for you. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. And then the next morning I was driving to the wedding. I pulled into the parking lot and I knew it was a very small wedding. And I thought, okay, God, if you really want me to do this, because I haven't heard enough times that you do. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Over eight months. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to need Amy Everett to be sitting in this wedding. I'm going to need to see her at this very, very tiny wedding. And I walked in very confidently thinking, there is no way that is happening. And so I went up, you know, went to sit down and I'm sitting fairly close to the front of the church um, because I saw a gal there that I knew and I sat down. And when everybody stands up to watch the bride walk down the aisle, I stand up, I turn around and there is Amy sitting literally directly behind me, five rows. And I start crying, not because the bride's coming and she's so beautiful, but because I knew I had committed to something that I was Gonna have to do as long as God told me to do it, <laughs> and that's how it got started. I literally walked up to Amy after the at the reception, and I said, "Okay, I'm in this." And she says, "Okay, what what have you heard?" And I and I started telling her, and she says, "Okay, now tell me who you are again." And I sure. started. Well, yeah, she meets so many people. Right, she uh, had met so many people. She and it had been almost a year. Okay, and she just didn't remember. And we literally started the business the following week. So that's how we got started.
0: Hey everyone, Steve here. I wanted to break into this interview to talk about our longtime sponsor this week, Vicki Finney and Marketplace Rock. You've heard me talk about them if you're a longtime listener and you've heard John talk about them as well, but I wanted to play this testimonial from Jeff Hash. Jeff is an attorney in the Sacramento area and he was a member of Eternal Leadership's very first mastermind group. Here's what he had to say about working with Vicky and Marketplace Rock.
3: Hey Steve, I hope you're doing well. Um, I wanted to share a couple things. I've been working with Vicki and Diane and the Marketplace Rock team for almost a year now and I first learned of them through Eternal Leadership as one of your sponsors and wanted to share just a little bit of my experience with them and to be honest it's hard to capture the impact that they've had in just a few seconds. Um, I think if I had to pick a few words I would say radical perspective shift I, I didn't know what to expect when I started working with them because I had never done anything like this. Uh, and candidly, I was, I was a little uneasy at first for a couple of different reasons. But they have a gift of putting me at ease, encouraging and affirming and challenging me all at the same time. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's a really interesting dynamic. And amazing doesn't even begin to describe the impact that they've had on me. Uh, in terms of the, my relationship with my wife and kids, my relationship and walk with Christ, my interaction with clients, and my approach to the marketplace. Um, you know the, the timing and substance of the words and messages that they uh, share with me can only be described as Holy Spirit-led. It, it's perfect, but not in a warm and cuddly or emotional or simple uh, directional go-don't-go type of way. Uh, Let me just give you one example recently I was wrestling with some some particularly challenging client issues And I was really getting bogged down in the weeds on those issues and the message that came through that week Wasn't direct in the sense that it said do this or don't do that Um, But it was exactly what I needed at precisely the right time and it was essentially God saying look I know and see these struggles. and I know it's easy to focus on them instead of me, but don't take your eyes off of me and those words came through without me having shared with them uh, really anything uh, up to that time about the particular challenges or you know, how far down the weeds I was getting. And really um, candidly taking my eyes off of him. So that, that's, a, that's a good um, example of kind of some, of some of how it's been very helpful for me. It's really, like I said, helped me step back and, and get perspective. So, yeah, I guess I'll leave it at that for now. But just like I said, three words um, to sum it all up. Radical perspective shift. They're amazing and they've got an amazing gift. To learn more, visit MarketplaceRock.com.
0: And now back to our conversation with Vicki Finney.
3: Now, listeners who
0: have been with us for a while, or if you haven't been with us for a while, Amy Everett, we, John, you and I We're interviewed right her. Mm-hmm. One of our first interviews and then we interviewed her again. About transformation, how various communities have really been transformed through the power of God, and uh, you can go back to Eternal Leadership and just kind of scroll through. I don't, I don't have those numbers in front of me, but we can, we can put those in the show notes. Now, like Amy said, she did not want to run this, right. and so she has since stepped away, Correct. and it's now you and Diane.
2: Yes. Yeah, so Amy stepped away a couple of years ago. She knew that God had called her to other things. She'd known it for quite a while. Yeah. And so she's pursuing those things and doing great um, pursuing them. And God luckily brought me someone that I lovingly refer to as my Jonathan, which is um, Diane McReynolds. And she does almost all the calls with me, which is awesome. And she's been an amazing partner for me.
1: And so. I'd love for you to take some time, you know, for people that are like, okay, intercessory prayer. Right, continual prayer for me and my business right mm-hmm. well, wow, this is interesting, and i've referred some of my very close friends, my business owners right. they are absolutely thrilled mm-hmm. with working with you, but you know there's some things that come up that are not uh that are maybe out maybe out of the what people maybe would expect from this I'd love for you maybe to share some stories like as you're working with a client, some of the things that come up, some of the things you might share with people around you know themselves, Like we shared about the, you know, with my marriage and how that's mm-hmm. affecting the, yeah. you know, the business thing. You know, what would it look like for somebody as they're working with you?
2: Okay. I mean, because we serve a, an infinitely creative God, he will talk to us or show us things in as many creative ways as you can even imagine. And um, we have teams of a minimum of three people. And two of those people do the calls with the client, and one person doesn't have any interaction with the client and knows almost nothing about them except for their name, um, maybe whether or not they're married, what type of business, but but not the business name. And that person is intentionally kept in the background, um, blind basically, as part of our checks and balances system. And that is so that they are not colored by the conversations that we're having with clients. Because the longer you get to know a client, the more your heart is kind of bound with their heart. And you want a lot of the same things that they want. And they may not be the things that God wants for them. And we try real hard not to get caught up in those things. But, um, you know, we just we want to have some kind of a checks and balances that's there just in case. So some of the things that have happened, and this is both prayer and the prophetic. So this is prophetic encouragement. It's also spiritual warfare that we do on behalf Mm -hmm. of the clients. And intercessory prayer is, um, there are so many components to it. But it's more than just sitting down and saying, hey, God, I know my friend is really struggling in this area. Help him out. This is sitting down and declaring scripture over them and finding the scriptures that apply the things that go on in their lives. That is listening to what God is saying about them. And I mean, listening and picking through to say, well, what part of this is Vicki and what part of this is really God? And knowing the difference between those things and going after stuff that we know is standing in the way of God's plan for the client. We've had instances where we have been asked to pray for things that were so big and such a short time period that even I questioned
1: like financial needs or I got, I have to get these deals done or we got to close the doors or stuff like that.
2: We just had one happen a couple of weeks ago where we had a client that came to us on a Monday and they said, we need $2 million by Friday or our business is closed. And we have no idea how we're going to get it. We know that traditional means are not going to be the way that we're going to be able to access this money. So we need prayer. And we did. We started praying into God bringing money from sources that we don't know about. Yeah. You know, just like checks in the mail that you're not expecting. Like you talked about in, you know, you and Donna praying and getting that $43,000 check in the mail. And by back,
0: f- on, back on the seven-year anniversary show that we did a number of weeks ago. Yeah.
2: yeah. So we prayed. We had the team get together and we prayed over it. And those are the kinds of things that we share with everybody on the team. When it is something significant like that, we do let all of the people on the team know we've got a short time span and we've got to come up with something. You know, we're we're hammering God for this. We're asking Him to come through. And by Friday that week, they had the money that they had been asking for.
1: Where did it come from?
2: It came from um, vendors that they had been working with who had not paid their bills, and those vendors' bills started getting paid just left and right. The money came in two million dollars which to me is a huge amount of money, and I thought it was awesome. (laughs) So we had things like that happen all the time. We've had intercessors who have been woken up in the middle of the night, and God made it real clear that the enemy was coming against the client, someone in the client's family, actually, and we needed to pray through the night for that person. And that morning, we contacted the client and said, here's what happened. This is what we've been praying for. What's going on? And we found out from the client that something significant had happened to one of their children. And luckily, it did not end up um, being a devastating event. But we believe that it thwarted the enemy's plans actually to take this person's life. Mm -hmm. So we've had situations like that. We've had situations where um, one of the intercessors, like a client, was looking at going into a contractual agreement with someone. And one of the intercessors got the impression from the Lord that there was something not quite right in the contract and that that contract needed to be re-reviewed. And when the owner of the company went back and re-reviewed it, they found the mistake and it saved them millions of dollars to be able to correct that error. So God wants to talk to people about their businesses. He, he wants to be in the middle of this. He never intended for us to go off on our own and try and do these things separately. That was never his plan. He created us for work and part of that was because he wanted to talk to us through it. And so what we do is we help clients confirm the things that they're already hearing and hopefully avert (laughs) things that God wants to be averted. I mean, a big part of what we do is listen for what's coming up, what's the enemy trying to do, and then we start praying into that, praying against it, because that's the power God's given us. He has given us the authority to be able to speak into those kinds of things, and so we do. We partner with the clients to do that.
0: Now, working with a company like yours... Mm -hmm. I'm sure some listeners are thinking, cool, I can just hire someone and they can pray for my business and and kind of delegate that prayer thing to you guys. (laughs) And okay, then I can just focus on the business and just listen to what you say.
2: So how many times have we let you guys do that? (laughs) Never. Yeah. Yeah. You have, we, that's part of the, the agreement that clients have with us is that they have to be praying into things as well. It is a partnership with God and you're not passing off that responsibility to somebody else. That is your privilege.
0: You don't delegate prayer to someone else.
2: No, Uh -uh. we're just partnering with people to do that because we do want the clients to be praying into these things and we are here to confirm what they're already hearing and sometimes yeah we're hearing slightly different things but we should be hearing basically the same kind of stuff we're here to help clients recognize that they do and can hear from god that's one of the biggest parts of what we do is that you know clients oftentimes are trying to figure out do i really hear from god and if i do how do i hear from god and like I said before, God's infinitely creative, and he can talk to people in any way he wants to. And it's amazing how often the prophetic words that we receive are confirming something that the client has already heard themselves. They might not have wanted to acknowledge it, or they might not have known for sure that was really God. But when they hear the prophetic words that we've received... They, it usually confirms it. And often all three people on the team will be hearing the same thing. If not in the same week, over a couple of month period, they might hear the same thing and they'll you'll start to see a pattern to mm-hmm. stuff.
1: Yeah, we've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the other thing too is I, I love your question, Steve, because one of the things, uh, Steve and I were kind of loosely meeting, but once we started working with you, we set up a standing appointment every week. We actually don't, talk about, you know, business strategy planning. We actually sit down steve and I and Sandra for an hour mm-hmm. and it's our time to catch up with each other, pray, we review the, you know, the stuff that you done cuz sometimes there's some things in there in the prophetic that I still am like I am not getting it. Is that for me? Is that for someone else? But as we talk about it, pray about it, right? We kind of get these insights. Mm-hmm. But you know, and then we also know, we also uh talk about what do we need to be praying for? Uh, for each other because I think it's also it's a lot easier sometimes to say "Hey, how can you pray for me? Well, my wife's not feeling good. You know, my kid has this problem, right? Right and a lot of times actually just focusing being really vulnerable and saying hey Here's a stronghold. I have here's something. I'm struggling with here's a conversation. I need to have and when we can actually pray for each other also individually in conjunction with this right? Um, that has been powerful and I've actually taken that into our Bible study. We've made sure that we're all accountable that's good. That we're actually being vulnerable as a group of men and actually putting out there what we want, how we want each other to be praying for us, our spiritual development, our relationship with Christ, what that's bringing out in the world. So that's, you know, that's had a, what you're doing with us has had this ripple effect, which I think has just been awesome. So
2: one of the most stressful, I don't know if you guys remember this or not, but one of the most stressful conversations I ever had to have with you guys was an email I had to write when three of you, not Sandra, But It was prior to Sandra. Three of you guys were not on the same page and God had been poking at me about it for about two months. And I did not want to bring it up with you because I honestly, I was worried about offending you. And I didn't know if you guys would see what God was showing me. And I struggled over that email that I had to send out to you to say, you guys are not on the same page. You need to start praying together. You have to talk about some of these things. And I remember when I sent it out to you, I was like, Oh Lord Jesus, please let this be okay. And you actually responded the next time we talked. And you're like, thank you so much for sending that out. You're right. We were not on the same page. And that was a huge breakthrough for me just because I was so nervous about sending that out to you because I, I was like, <laughs> what if they're totally offended that I'm saying these things? But I No, just,
1: and it led to us actually really having some candid conversations that needed to ha- be happened. And that third yeah. person. And what, what Steve and I were doing and creating yeah. was not what they were meant to do. And we were trying yeah. to kind of force it to work and that person is now off doing uh, something totally different, yeah. totally different world. You know what? They're doing great. Yeah. Uh, still, you know, going through some things that you're aware of, right, that are mm-hmm. still hard. But, man, it was the right thing. So, so everybody listening out there right now, how do they find out more about you, get in touch with you? You know, what's your, your website and things like that?
2: So they can go to marketplacerock.com. Mm-hmm. That's our website. Uh, they can get a hold of me. Well, they can get a hold of me at Vicky at Marketplace Rock. It's V-I-C-K-I. At marketplacerock.com, and then um, they can contact me. And I'm going to give you the phone number that is on our website instead of my own personal phone number. So hang on one second, because <laughs> I don't know the number very well. Uh, it is seven two zero three eight 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 three three
1: zero. So what's that again?
2: Seven two zero three eight 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 three three zero.
1: Awesome. Well, Vicki, as, as we wrap up and just everything you've done has just been such a blessing for Steve and I in yeah. so many ways, so many facets. Um, what are just some final thoughts to leave with everybody kind of listening as, as we wrap up?
2: something that God has been talking to me about a lot lately. And it started out with something that he had said to me for a client, but the importance of us all praying very bold prayers right now, Mm -hmm. he is listening and he is answering those bold prayers. So if there's one thing I would say right now is pray the bold prayers and wait expectantly for answers to them. If it's on his heart and it's in alignment with it, he's coming through for you.
1: Yeah. You know, it's interesting. You say that, you know, you look at all the stuff on the news, mm-hmm. right? And kind of the culture mm-hmm. and everything going on, right? Yep. It, it almost, some people feel stressed and anxious yep. about this. God is looking down right now. He's like, he's smiling. He's like, yeah. are you kidding me? I got this. Absolutely. Right? This is all working together. But, you know, I need you guys to step up. And I feel a big part of the reason I'm here, right? Mm-hmm. And he is calling people right now out of the, everybody's been like up in the stands watching a game yeah. on the field. Right, you're rooting for down. your superstar. Yep. He's like, you know what? Every single one of you, you need to suit up and get on the field and get in the game. Absolutely. Even if you're going to get bruised. But guess what? Yeah. It's time. And I think right now there's a, there's a movement. I feel yeah. there's a, I don't know whether it's a revival, but it's a movement. God is moving in a powerful right, way right now. And I think over the next short period of time, we're going to see some amazing things. And I, and I think the one of the biggest influences... In, in for kingdom work right now is actually business mm-hmm. done by Christians that are leading companies from a kingdom perspective. Regardless of you know who's in your in your yeah you know it doesn't matter the race background sexuality anything of your employees. But when you're coming into there as an influence and a light, because they touch people that touch people that touch people. Yeah. Right. Uh, think about this. In just in the last 20 years, who's had more impact in our world? You know. Uh, Facebook, Apple, Microsoft, or the entire evangelical movement. I mean, I mean, it's a it's a sad statement. It is. It's time to actually change that.
2: Well, it's time to remind um, God's people that they have powerful and effective prayers. They've been made righteous by Christ. Mm-hmm. So get out there and start praying, and believe that your prayers are making a difference because they are.
1: They okay, are. so here, folks, here's your call to action: pray. Yep. How's that?
2: That's perfect. Pray
1: and call Vicki because she is awesome. <laughs> she rocks. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you.
0: You've heard that old Harry Truman quote, leaders are readers, right? Well, John and I are big fans of a service that we subscribed to last year called Blinkist. Blinkist provides summaries of many of the top books on the market. Each book summary is divided into short blinks, hence the name Blinkist, and most of the summaries you can read in less than 15 minutes. If you're interested in leadership, check out The 7 Habits of Highly Effective People. Or if you want to brush up on your marketing, how about Purple Cow by Seth Godin? check out a Blink's seven day free trial. So you can have access to the entire library of more than 2,500 summaries. Their app is well-designed and you can export the summaries to your Kindle, or you can do what I do is listen to the audio while I'm reading the blinks before bed to get that extra reinforcement of those ideas. If that sounds interesting to you, you can find our affiliate link embedded in the summary of this MP3 or go to eternalleadershipcom slash blink. That's eternalleadership.com slash blink. By using that link, it's an easy way for you to help support the costs associated with producing this show. I love Blinkist. John loves Blinkist. And we are confident that most of our listeners will love them too. Like I said, the link is embedded in the summary of this MP3 or go to eternalleadership.com slash blink. Thanks.